This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. everybody welcome to another episode of beer fish fanatics this is grandy with mom pop fishing we have kit with the fishing kit youtube channel and today we are on site at a secret location no not secret location <laughs> we're uh we're actually at a, a local brewery here uh one of our favorite breweries i would say uh peace tree down here in uh, central iowa in des moines iowa and you know we decided to, to grab some beer and then uh, you know what we're like you know it would be kind of cool to have on our podcast um a local youtuber uh mr trevor here with trevor outdoors here we, we just figured uh, you'd be kind of a cool guest to have on as you know obviously hunting is right now it's it's it's, it's going full force and then fishing fall the fall bite and then ice fishing all the good stuff so oh yeah thanks for joining us man how you doing not too bad how about you not too bad uh i am drinking obviously peace tree beer <laughs> um i'm drinking the uh is it the war war tree number three it's an ipa uh, New England. New England. Right? Hazy. Hazy. Something like that. What do you got, Kit? I have, well, we are in the East Village, <laughs> and I got the East Village IPA. <laughs> yeah. And Peace Tree is actually, I think that's their most popular beer, this one back here. Yeah. Right here. The blonde, the blonde uh, according to Mr. Yang, the blonde fat ale. Yeah, blonde fat ale. ale. I, I think I think that sounds better. Yeah, the fa- it, it's technically, I think it's pronounced blonde fatale. But I, I, I agree with you. The Mr. Yang pronunciation of the fat ale <laughs> works for me. What do you What do you got, Trevor? I've actually got an apple pie cider. Apple pie yeah. cider. I hey. don't do much for beer, actually. Oh, okay. it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Wait, what? That's pumpkin pie. It's, Never mind. Oh gosh, I am tripping. <laughs> hey, pie's pie. Pie's pie. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Mm. That is, uh, dude. It's not it's not hoppy at all, but it does have enough of a bite, and then on top of that, it's got a lot of um, what's that that haziness. The uh, it's got good body. Um, is that wheat? Hazy? Is that is that wheat? I don't know. Is it juice? Juice? <laughs> Juicy? Juicy? <laughs> Has a lot of citrus for sure. Yeah, right yeah. The, the New England style is a more citrusy. That's what it is. The, I think. It, yeah. I think like um, um, pseudo Sue, one of my faves. This is similar to that. Yep. So, yeah, you guys, if you guys are in uh, central Iowa, uh, stop by the brewery downtown. Uh, they also have another tap room. I mean, they're, they're originally from Knoxville near uh, Lake Red Rock. So if you guys ever in the area, make sure to stop by, grab a beer from them. It's really good. Actually, like I said, uh, the Blanc Fatale is one of my favorite beers. So um, can't go wrong, in my opinion. Right, guys? Right. Yeah, Blanc Fatale, man, that one's a, that one's a doozy. <laughs> Put some hair on your chest. There you go. <laughs> so we got Mr. Trevor here. Uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about your channel, about your show? Because, uh, you know, the big thing about Fishing Kit and myself, what we love to do is we love to get local guys on and just really help uh, get the word out about their channels. And then on top of that, just, you know, because you guys are super knowledgeable. 
you know what I'm saying? Especially in these these locations of Central Iowa and everything. So tell us a little bit about your channel, about you, and, and what you're all about, man. Well, I mean, it basically all started way back, uh, I think it started around 2014, where I posted a bunch of stuff on Facebook, and everybody was, like, seeing it, you know, and there's a lot of people that either can't participate in the hunts or the fishing, mm-hmm. or, you know, they just like seeing that stuff. So I made a channel or, or a page on Facebook to start, and uh, for the last, like, five years, that's what I've done, done mainly. And then uh, I tried to start a YouTube channel way back, and it was uh, it didn't work out. Like I, I got the, I got a GoPro. I tried using a regular laptop, and it just wasn't it wasn't happening. Hmm. Like and, just as far as editing videos. Oh, or? editing videos, and then just it was just the trying to get used to like it. It's you. It's not a shy thing. You can't be shy when you're doing YouTube channels. Really. Oh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah. because yeah, we've talked about a that year before. before I started. For those of you that don't know. I took out a GoPro. Um, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna do it." And then I went out. It was it was during the ice. Went out, started talking to the camera. This is so damn weird. I ain't doing it. Put <laughs> that shit away. <laughs> and then a year later, I'm like, "Man, I should have just did it." No. Yep. yep. I, I wish I would have started sooner. But it was actually my girlfriend that got me. Uh, she bought my first camera, oh. like when I tried it again, and it just. It started there, and it didn't stop. It hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's good. I mean, you, you guys are spot on in regards to that because, you know, we talked about this before, too. I recorded seven, eight years ago. I showed him. I showed a bunch of my uh, in-laws. You know, I was on the kayak fishing. I was, you know, on the, the bank fishing, and I just didn't do it. I didn't follow all the way through with didn't it. Didn't follow your dream. I didn't follow my <laughs> dream. That's it. Be a YouTube He could be the... Uh, but river certified yeah. no the asian <laughs> river certified i could be yeah right well and it is said though that like a lot of people said that in the last four or five years the fishing youtube channels have just they're a dime a dozen almost at this point but you know back then it was you started and it was almost you know there wasn't very many people that that did that exactly so yeah. i mean you stood out a little bit more now it's kind of hard to stand out and you really some some people you almost have to have something you know give the channel a little bit more oomph yeah. And a little bit of luck too. Yeah. Because yeah. since there's so much shit out there, like so many channels, like you said. Oh, yeah. And, um, well, you got to pray that the algorithm <laughs> finds you. <laughs> and try to find what sets you apart from other people and, you know, what's different and bringing people back, and, you know, to your channel. Yeah. I, well, and the algorithm too. Yeah. That yeah. has a big part to do it. I'm, I'm not saying those guys that, that have the big channels, it's, you know, blind luck that people are. <laughs> coming to their channels in droves but sometimes for some reason because um, like we I talked to Spencer quite a bit well we've, we've talked in the past about like like man like what do, what do you need to do and he's just like gotta be consistent and then one day one of his videos just for some reason just blew up some random ass video <laughs> you know like nothing special and like that's what I noticed too like, okay I got this I really, I feel really good about this video. I spent a lot of time editing, filming. They're like, it's the best video I ever made. Put it up, man. This video ain't doing shit. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the the one thing, like you're saying, just stay consistent. Just keep keep doing it. Somebody will find that video. Oh, that, yeah. that that one video that you're saying is a, that you felt like it was a great video. It may not gain traction at the very beginning, but sooner or later, I think, you know, if if you 
or yourself and that's your craft and everything, sooner or later people will find it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. As long as there's growth, yeah. you know, however small that might be, that's what I, you know, have to remind myself because sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like plateau with the subs. Like, it'll, it'll kind of suck, but, you know, I'll have like one, one a day. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I wish I got one sub a day. Yeah. I, I don't even look. You're right. I, I mean, it's, I it's, try not to look, but yeah. man, it's like so it's, easy. It's hard not to. to. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, views and, and subscribers, it's hard not to pay attention to that. Like, if I went a month without any subs, like going up, then I'd be kind of sad. As long as there's growth, yeah. no matter how small. Like, one sub a month, hey, you still grew by one sub, right? That was Do one you. person. No, you're right. Because yeah. that's one person that, you know, obviously saw something on your channel or your videos that. Hey, I can I can dedicate my time to to watch this guy or this girl. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, it just as long as you show growth, that's the cool thing. And I think um, I, I, a lot of people were looking to get into the YouTube world, like you guys are saying, it's a dime a dozen. But you know what? Oh, yeah. Have fun with it. I'm having fun with it. My kids are loving it. <laughs> um, so I'm just doing it honestly. Like I said, I mean, just to kind of have fun. The kids wanted me to start recording, and then that's it. I'm just doing that. And then uh, you know, sometimes I think because I suck at fishing and it's a fishing channel, so it's kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like for me, it's tough. But you know, I, I get a chance. Like I said, I get a chance to get out more with my kids, to record moments that, you know, I, I may not remember. Yeah, that's a memory. Yeah, yeah, it's a memory, and then now it's 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 recorded, so it's it's permanent. Mm -hmm. So I think because I save all my video, even the the shit that I don't catch or I'm, I'm never gonna show. But if it's with me and my kids, it's just like little moments like that. Um, that I'm kind of cool and, and happy to do and just save it because you know like I said 10 15 years down the road I was telling kid one day I was like you know my kids they're gonna be in college they're gonna not <laughs> want to fish probably with that you know <laughs> but I can at least go back or they could even go back and look at the video like holy shit that was when we were six and eight years old fishing with dad you know <laughs> Th those are the things that um I really want my channel to to be and grow and aspire to be but now you say I mean if we can ever get as big as any of the other ones great if not that, that was not my goal. Even though we're like drop in the pond, mm -hmm. sort of speaking, in the grand scheme of things, locally, I, I feel like people know us. Oh like, yeah, people know Definitely. you. Like we always have that local crowd. Yeah. Like, and there isn't really too many like local guys. I mean, there's well, there's three of us in one room right here. <laughs> but, uh, that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but. I'm trying to think of local Iowa YouTube guys. Danny. Fish, fishing wise, I would say there's a good, maybe like a, a dozen off the top of yeah. my head. Yeah. Uh, Central Iowa. Central yeah. Iowa, I would say probably about a dozen uh, that we've met or know about. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say it's a good dozen, but that's not a lot if you really think about it. It's really not that many. Not so, worldwide. Yeah. I mean, it's. Compared to like, let's just say if you go to like Denver or Colorado or Minnesota, oh, imagine Minnesota. You know how many channels there are from Minnesota? I, I was just looking the other day. I was like, I couldn't even count. <laughs> or like the coast, like yeah. go to West Coast, East Coast. Yeah. Probably tons of channels out there. So oh, I, yeah. I think that, you know, just so, you know, if anybody's listening to this or, or watching this, if you guys are looking, if you're in Iowa and you're looking to, if you're thinking about it, just do it. Have fun with it, though. Don't, you know, curve your expectations, but also have fun with it and you'll see it grow. But I think it's prime because there's, I, I believe, like, even our podcast and stuff, viewers and listeners, they're all over. So they're, they're wanting to know information about Iowa, obviously. Because, oh, yeah. you know, primarily 80% of the shit we talk about is Iowa stuff. 
Yeah. You know? So people are listening and wanting, because they may come visit Iowa. They'd be like, wow, we never knew fishing was that good in Iowa or, or <laughs> in your case, outdoors. Like, honey, people want to, because yeah, you do you all got, of You that. got the extra edge on, yeah. on me and Granny. You got, yeah. the, you got the hunting aspect of things. So, so t- tell us about a little bit more about your channel, Tra- uh, Trevor. Just what do you all do and everything on your channel? So, I mean, a lot of it, I like to try to be instructional, too, on some videos. Um, you know, I, I like people to be able to, if they decide, oh, I want to go shoot a deer and process it. You know, granted, I may, I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to show, like, all the processing a deer on the channel yet. Because sometimes YouTube kicks some of that stuff, but. Yeah. <laughs> but, like. Especially lately. YouTube oh, yeah. kind of. They're, they're a little chancy, but. Uh, I mean, even just stuff like I make a lot of uh, brats. I use deer meat to make brats, uh, brat burgers, you know, summer sausages, snack sticks. And a lot of people don't know how to do that or they buy the box and they try to follow the instructions on the box. And, man, it didn't turn out very good. I don't know what happened. And they don't have any instruction, you know, people helping them on how to do it. Huh. So I like the fact that, you know, maybe they can look up on my video and it'll either give them an idea or, you know, they can follow my video and try to remake it themselves. Hmm. But, you know, do stuff like that. And, I mean, I, I like the fact that I can do fishing, hunting, cooking. I mean, that's why I called it Outdoors Iowa. It's, I mean, originally that's what I started with, and I just stuck with it. Yeah. And I think it works because you can year-round. Oh, yeah. There's you know? yeah. there's not a time of year that I'm not out doing something. I If I'm not fishing, I'm hunting. If I'm not doing one of the, either or, I'm still outside. Yeah. You know, I have to do something. <laughs> and you're doing something you love. That's yes. the, I, think, I think that's a cool part. Um, like I said, anybody who's looking to start a channel or do anything, just make sure you love it. Because when you get into it, I mean, obviously, you, got, oh, yeah. you love fishing. You guys both love fishing. You love hunting. You love all that. It just makes it a lot easier to, to do. Well, oh, yeah. Love it, loving fishing and hunting is one thing, but the editing yeah. and the, <laughs> the social <time>. media, <laughs> oh, that yeah. takes time. You have, to, yeah. you have to be able to – you either have to love it or you have to be able to – at least put up with it because if you can't stand editing videos you're you know, gonna you're, it's gonna get old quick yeah it's gonna get old quick your yep. your heart's not in it nope and Me, you have to be in it because sometimes I'm like man editing videos like this shit is a drag <laughs> like 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 shit yeah like okay it is tuesday and i upload every wednesday <laughs> but that's an expectation that i've set for myself and and for my audience you know i upload every wednesday and if I don't upload every Wednesday, I let myself down. I let, you know, maybe a couple people in my audience, you know, that, they, that, that they're eager to see my video every Wednesday. If I don't do it, it's like, okay, I'm letting these people down. Yep. See, I, I'm different from you guys because, like I was saying, I suck at fishing. So I love the editing part. I love, cre- I love being, cre- <laughs> you know, somewhat creative and, and just keeping it, you know, as authentic when I, when I do my videos. But I can't, I can't catch fish, so I can't put a video of skunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I completely have the complete opposite of you. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. You, I don't hate editing videos. Right. Don't get me wrong, because there are sometimes where, like, man, that video was freaking dope. Yeah. Can't wait to upload it. And then other times it's like, oh man, the pressure's on. I gotta <laughs> upload a video on Wednesday. The only footage I got kind of sucks. Or like something's wrong, audio, video issues, stuff like that. But oh man, I, 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 I love doing it. Yeah. There's, cause if I if I didn't, I wouldn't do it at all. 
Exactly. But but at least you have content to edit. I I struggle. It's hard, man. Because like I said, I got, I got the kids. I get, I can only get out for an hour. And you guys already know. Sometimes that one hour. Oh, it's not enough. It's, it's just not <laughs> enough to, to get any. You're you just crossing. I'm crossing my fingers. Like, all right, can I catch at least two fish <laughs> to possibly make a video of this? Honestly, that's, that's what I'm doing. But like I said, I'm having fun. I get an opportunity to take the kids out. It's it's a reason to tell boss lady that hey, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go fishing. Man. I gotta get content. All right, kids, let's go. You know what I mean? I, I get a. I don't know, man. Maybe it's a little little selfishness that I kind of love about it. I'm able to take the kids out, so it's kind of cool. But okay, yeah. okay, Trevor. So right now you're in full hunting mode, right? Oh yeah. Uh, let's say if you could hunt anytime during the year. Would you pick hunting over fishing? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, no joke, yep. Okay. Yeah, so usually once the hunting season starts, you know, I, it's that's it. You know, if I, if I hear there's a hot bite for fishing and I have time, I'll try to go do it. Mm-hmm. But usually hunting takes priority. Mm. See, I wonder if your mindset would be different if you could hunt anytime you wanted to. Kind of like how you can fish anytime you want. Yep. I wonder yeah. if your priorities would be different. Oh, I think it would be because, I mean, really you get you know three to four months out of the year at most and that's depending on what you're hunting i mean a lot of people don't hunt for everything the wide variety of all the you know animals that we can yeah because each season is only what a couple weeks long maybe something something like that i mean you got like you know shotgun season for deer that runs one season only runs like five days right right and then the other one you get basically two weekends out of it so it's almost just a little over a week long okay so i mean you don't get a lot of time to do it and when you use deer meat as, you know, I mean, heck, as prices is going up of everything, you know, hamburgers $6 a pound now. Yep. You know, I'll try to take deer meat, and I'll, I have a grinder. I have all the stuff to, you know, work, and I can make it into whatever I want and use it for, you know, meals or snacks, whatever I want to make out of it. Okay. But. Well, <laughs> here, I have a question. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you love the game that you hunt. Yes. So you love eating it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. One of my buddies, I ain't gonna call, I ain't gonna say his name. <laughs> I'll he, say his name. <laughs> yeah, he, he, like he's trying to get me to go duck hunting and stuff, and like eh, I'm kind of whatever about it. But see, the thing is, him, he duck hunts, but he doesn't like eating duck. What kind of hunter is that? I, I mean, it's maybe he had a bad time, you know, bad experience with it, possibly. I mean. Well, a lot of well, people don't know how to cook wild game. That's it. And, yeah, if you cook it right and you process it right, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have somebody that shot a deer, they left it hanging for a week to two weeks and then finally cleaned it and then started processing it, depending on, you know, their cleanliness while they're processing the deer, it can change the taste dramatically. So what if he tried it multiple <laughs> times? Like he, he consistently hunts, but he also consistently doesn't try uh, different ways i mean he'll try different ways but he consistently doesn't like it and he's just at a point where i don't like eating duck should he even hunt anymore oh no you can still hunt even if you know if you don't there's a lot of options that you can do i mean you can donate the meat yeah i mean any almost any homeless shelter which they're in every major city they will take anything they'll take deer there's actually programs where you can take deer into them and that's what they use to feed some you know people i mean that's a huge okay. help but i mean ducks it could be the same thing there's people i know people that go out snow goose hunting snow goose snow geese are a major problem there's so many there's no limit on them 
heard they're like uh, I don't know if it was snowies, but they're like something's like the rat of the skies or something. Hmm. Maybe those are pigeons. Uh, I, I no, it's a good question though because fishing's a little bit different. If you don't eat fish, which my, one of my brother-in-laws, John Bronner, and he 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 doesn't really eat fish. He'll eat some yellow bass though. Yes, he loves yellow bass. Yeah, he goes, he goes, that's those are yellow bass. Shout out to to my brother-in-law. He goes, that's that's the one fish he'll eat. It's crazy, but he, all the other fish, he just, he loves the fish, but he catches release or he donates it a lot, right? But that's the thing about fishing, you can catch and release. Yeah. Like you you don't I mean you don't have to get but. Hunting's a little bit oh, different. Oh yeah, no, it's, you can't. You're yeah, committed yeah. to harvesting yeah, that animal. Exactly, but that's really you know good to know that you know hopefully people know that you can donate meat to the homeless shelters and stuff. That's really cool. Well, it's cool that so the guy that you're talking about, it's pretty cool though that he tried it multiple times. That you know he's trying to find yeah. something that he liked. Because yeah. you may not like it prepared one way, but you find another way, and it's just like wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Well, he so. hasn't hit that. Wow, this duck's amazing <laughs> yet. But my favorite, like it's it's it's. Hands down, one of my favorites for duck is bacon wrap it, throw it on a grill, and then you hit it with a little barbecue sauce right before it's done. And you have to cook it. Basically, thin thin sliced bacon. When the bacon's done, mm-hmm. the duck is done. If you overcook it, it's gonna it's gonna be tough and it's gonna taste like crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I always heard too. Because so uh, you almost need like a medium rare to almost a rare on the duck. Hmm. Yeah, that's because he's giving me duck too. And, um, you know, he, he always says, you know, don't overcook it. Yep. Like, well, you don't like it no matter what anyways. So <laughs> I don't know if I can take, take your word for it. Does he not like picking duck? No. Well, that's different. Like I don't know. freaking uh, duck at Ch- Lee's Chinese Barbecue on 2nd <laughs> oh, Avenue. Yeah. Oh, man, that's freaking amazing. <laughs> like, he'll, like, I, like, for me, duck, um, I'll eat it. I, I don't love it. And, you know, for some reason, some cuts of deer... For me, it's like, uh, but then I love deer sticks, though. Oh man! <laughs> like if I if I hunted deer, the whole thing would be deer sticks. Well, I used to do that actually before I got a grinder. <laughs> I used to do that a lot. Yeah. Um, it just hitting the grill with a, with a deer steak, and oh, it just the taste is amazing. Oh, deer sticks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Freaking. Like, Forget this guy, man. Don't listen to him. <laughs> well, but, was it was it you that I gave some of those to the what was it the veterans van? I think, I think I, I shared some uh, jalapeno. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those those were good. Yeah, I uh, love deer sticks. <laughs> and well, if if I have a whole deer worth of deer sticks, not steaks, <laughs> but um, but I did have some deer. I don't know what it was. Deer steaks. Deer earlier. jerky. Have you had the deer? Deer, yeah, deer jerky is okay. But deer sticks, no, you're right. It's But it also depends on who makes it. Yeah. Because I've had deer, deer sticks. Sticks or steaks? Sticks. <laughs> sticks. No, if I can have a whole deer's worth of deer sticks, <laughs> I, 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 I'm good. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that is a lot of work. <laughs> but um, I did have some deer steaks earlier this year. I don't know what cut it was. It was cut by asian people they don't care it's just there is no cut they just hey. freaking take a knife and just chop away what is stereotype us man <laughs> there's no such thing as back straps or loins when it comes it's to me you're actually yeah. right for for like a well a, an older asian person mm-hmm. uh, they don't care about cuts of meat they just take a knife tack it up yeah. throw it on the grill yeah, it was actually pretty damn good i have no idea what cut it was because they probably don't even know either. It was really good. Hmm. I have to try that. Well, I don't think I've ever really had a f- 
full like deer steak. I don't think I've ever had one. If you ever want to try something good, if, if you can, you have somebody. It's hard to get them because everybody loves them, but the deer loin. Deer loin. Okay. And once again, we're gonna go with the bacon wrap. Okay, where, okay. where's the loin yeah. on the deer? Basically, just what down each side of the spine going on the back. On so top that's of the back. not the back strap. Where's the back strap? That's the back strap. Yep. Oh, okay. The okay. loin. Okay. Deer okay. loin is back strap. Yeah, I heard that's like the best. Best cut. Well, on well like, so say you order beef, a filet mignon, mm-hmm. that's basically what it is. Okay. Or a ribeye, the, there's a section of the ribeye that's really tender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the loin going right okay. down the cow. Okay. But mm-hmm. once again, you take that deer loin, and I actually leave it, I'll cut it in like a, I don't know, a foot-long section. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a medallion size, so it's a pretty good size. Bacon wrap it, you can either throw it on a grill or a smoker and cook it to where, like I said, until the bacon's done. Mm-hmm. And it's just almost perfect. And that stuff is so tender. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll, if you try it, you, you won't even know the difference. Interesting. Like, uh, my kids, they, they love deer meat, but like my girlfriend's kids, they, you know, they, they, they've never had it before. They've never been around a person like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a day that I took and I cut up the deer loin and made it almost like a flaming yawn with a bacon wrap around the edge of it. Mm-hmm. And cooked it up, and I mean, it's it, there's it's it's hard because you want to tell people what they're eating, but you know, the, also they didn't they just if you tell them it's deer, they'll just be like, no, no, I'm not having that, I don't want that. But they tried it, and they were coming back seconds, thirds. They were like, man, this is amazing. What kind of what kind of steak is this? I was like, it's deer steak. Really? I like deer. Then <laughs> I, I think you're gonna have to have to do like a video of this that. The loin, man. Actually, if I remember right, I think I have one up. All right. I have a a video of the bacon wrap deer loin in the smoker. Um, I did an amazing jerky recipe that I did a honey habanero. And that was, it's a wet marinade jerky. And oh my gosh, that stuff's amazing. Like, can't get enough of that. Hmm. And then I do have plans to make some brats and some brat burgers Hmm. here soon and show the process of it. Like, granted, I have you know the bigger machinery to do it all mm-hmm. and not everybody needs that like if you think you need it you don't you can go and buy a little hand grinder that costs 20 30 40 dollars and you can make a batch of brats yourself and then if you decide you know what this is something i want to continue doing you don't even have to have deer meat you can make it out you can go to the store and buy pork and make your own brats add your own seasoning and it's something that you made it's something that you like and you know it's the flavor you want and that's that's a nice thing about it you know i mean it, it can open your eyes up to a bunch of other things when you you know do stuff like that hmm. processing your own meat so what's your favorite game to eat uh i mean deer deer, I, deer is i mean you can do so much with it yeah i mean i've got at any point in time like i usually try to get at least five to six deer a year if i'm able to which i'm pretty fortunate enough i can usually keep up with that mm. and uh i'll have at least 150 pounds of ground meat that I can make into whatever I want. I mean, if I decide that year, like last year, I decided I want brats. Yeah. I think I made like 600 brats. Jeez. Yeah. And it was taking them camping, taking them, you know, guys at work, we have a little George Foreman. I'll take and I'll cook up some deer brats. I mean, oh man, that was so awesome. I, yeah. You know, I had a whole freezer full. You gotta, you gotta hook me up with some deer brats. Oh yeah. Cause sometimes for me, deer, like I had my neighbor, Shout outs to uh, Elton. He probably never listens to this, but he gives he gives me deer all the time. He gave me um, what was it deer, deer ground deer, and I made spaghetti with it. I was like, I don't know if I love it. 
sometimes so now here's a he's a huge difference now a lot of people will take their deer to a locker like not many people process their own deer mm-hmm. you know unless they're really into it uh when you take it to a locker, you don't know if it's your deer you're getting. They put everything in a in a pile, basically. Really? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. So, I, thought, I thought it was okay. So that is yeah. new. I didn't know it's, that. That's one of the reasons why I make sure. Now, granted, some lockers are pretty good about it, you know, and they, and they do have really good standards of they check what comes in. Okay. But I mean, I like the idea that you know, when I shoot a deer, uh, within 24 to 48 hours, it is packaged, cut up, and in the freezer. And you can't tell me that's not fresh. I mean, that's right. that's you can't get that fresh in the store. No, no, that, that it's just it's like we go fishing, we catch a catfish, and then we take it to a locker, and then we get somebody else's catfish. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you add it to the pool. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that though. Oh wow. yeah, it's it's crazy, wow. I, okay. and that's that was the whole reason why I started in the first place. I mean, my dad, he was, he always talked about it, and he's like, you know, once I was old enough, he's like, here, here's a knife. <laughs> you can do all the work now. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I started processing my own deer, and it just, you know, I, it just grown from that. You know, I didn't have a grinder, and eventually got a grinder, opened me up to more possibilities of what I could do with ground meat. I mean, because like you say, you know, steaks. I used to make a bunch of steaks. You can you can stake out a deer quite a bit, and then whatever's left, you can make into jerky if you want. Mm. And you know, and that's if you if that's what you're happy with, that's what you're happy with. But me, you know, it might be like this year. Uh, I have a whole bunch of deer meat that's sitting since I I uh, am working on getting a house, and I've been in this process all year. It's been a it's been a nightmare, but <laughs> uh, almost done. But you know I'm gonna be getting into this house here uh, first couple weeks of December. Well, I have 140 pounds of deer meat still in the freezer, and deer meat deer season's coming. I'm like, this isn't good, you know. So my my uh, my idea was is I have a patty maker. And so I like the brats. Well, I was like, you know what? Why don't I make brat burgers? I don't have to stuff them because stuffing them in the casings does take more time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can make those burgers and get them done real quick. And, you know, with the kids' help, oh, man, it just goes. It, it's almost fun. I mean, and then, you know, tasting it right away, you get to cook it up, and then you freeze some of it and have it all set. You know, so, I mean, every year I get to decide, you know, well, this year I might want snack sticks more. All right. We got a uh, camera turned off. That's the perfect time for me to go take a potty break. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. Well, like, just get the, well, since we're here, get them involved and stuff. Like, we kind of, they didn't know we were coming. We were like, hey, we're, he called, like, well, we're going to record a thing here. Like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I called them ahead. Of, uh, just yeah, it's all right. I, I think, think they'd appreciate like the shout out too. Very, yeah. Like very while cool. it happens. Yeah, we, we gave our, we gave a shout out. <laughs> Peace Tree. Heck yeah! All our yeah. ten listeners gonna come drink now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a hundred is our stride right now, right? Hey, nah, I don't so. know. Last time I said, I, what did I say? Fifty? Okay, we're at sixty. Between like views and uh, downloads, right? Yeah, way more. Oh, okay. I've got to catch up on the last few video uh, podcasts myself. Like, yeah. I usually listen to them while I'm at work because I just put earbuds in, and then that's the thing. I ain't gonna hold it against you, man. Like, I'm not the biggest into podcasts because I don't have a lot of time. Uh, I, you know, work. I actually have to move around at work instead of sitting at a desk, so I don't have time to sit there and listen to podcasts. Uh, I try to listen in between my like commutes if I can. Late, yeah. Lately, I have been like the short rod show. 
shout out to them. I've been trying to catch it in between commutes and stuff, but I ain't gonna hold it against you. You're like, oh man, I can't <laughs> believe this guy haven't listened to every episode. Very true. Very yeah. true. Man. If you got time, you got time. If you don't, you know. Yeah. No, that's. I, I luckily I have a like I said I have a job that I'm able to just plug in and listen to a bunch of podcasts. I usually listen to a ton of them. Um, kind of my educational ways. I you guess you learn quite a bit from them, and, and it's just it's fun to listen to too. Agreed. Well, there's some crappy podcasts out there too. I'm not gonna lie, man. There's some I'm like yeah, <laughs> like. But then again, that's probably why they don't last. Some of them. There's a lot of. It. I mean. Okay, so this is the thing. I think the last time I looked, there might be a little bit over a million or so podcasts nowadays. I think wow. it's over a million or so. That's nothing. Yeah, think about it. YouTube channels. You're talking like hundreds of millions, I think. So, yeah, pod- but podcasting is is in the infinite stages. Honestly, it really is, and it's gonna bloom. I think podcasting is gonna be the next level of books. It's gonna be the next level of media, and how you can get. This is the thing. We're so busy watching the news, and you get, like, snippets, right? Five minutes, right? Ten minutes or whatever, right? And then go to the next topic or whatever. A podcast, you can technically... There's the reason why, like, like Joe Rogan has a three-hour podcast. Because you can dive into everything and really get your point across, whatever you want. We did this podcast. I think we started, yeah, let's just do 15 minutes. We, we, we literally started, eh, let's do 15, 20 minutes. I don't think people's going to really want to listen to fishing. And all of a sudden, people are like, dude, we, they want more and more and more. Now we're like at over an hour or so. Yeah, yeah, because at first we were like, okay, it's reaching that one hour mark. We're going to break it up. But then eventually we're like, no, no, no. We'll just keep it all together. You know, <laughs> yeah. F it. Instead of splitting it up yeah. between a week, two weeks, we, we might as well just keep it all together because um, people that are really into it, they'll, they'll listen oh, to the oh, whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, if... If not in the same sitting, they'll like like finish I said, you know, I'll I'll finish it finishing it finish it out eventually, like between different sessions throughout the day. And that's why I love podcasting. What you said right there is because when you watch a movie or you go to a movie theater, you have to you're, you're committed, you know, because you got to watch the whole damn movie, right? I mean, when you go, you pay the money, go see it. Same thing with like a, a um, shows nowadays or news, like I was saying. You watch thirty, you know, you have to kind of sit there through all the commercials podcasting you technically can listen whenever you want five minutes here ten minutes here an hour here 30 minutes here and you can you know absorb all the content that's why i love it i I, i'm telling you guys i think podcasting is the future of uh of just media in general because well currently right now like i mean knock on wood um it technically is not controlled i mean it's open it's open it's i mean I hopefully they don't, but it's yeah, it's complete. I mean, if unless you go on Spotify and say things people don't yeah. like, like but, Joe Rogan, but they can, <laughs> but they technically can. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you, if you own your podcast right, you can talk about whatever you can. I mean, as long as you're not threatening anybody, technically, you can talk about some crazy shit. There's some crazy podcasts out there, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's currently right now, it's it, it, it's not controlled, and you can create and have it your own. So that's. There's a cool thing about it for now. So yeah. until there's going to be... Well, yeah. you know. well, anyways, since we're not a podcast about podcasts, <laughs> um, I'm going to take a page out of Spencer's book. You know, he kind of has like a... I wouldn't say like an interview uh, process, but kind of like he just... There's key points that he goes on. He basically goes down a list. And I, I have uh, one question on my imaginary list. <laughs> and then we're going to do kind of like a round robin. Um 
Was there ever a time that you ran into an asshole fisherman <laughs> like while you're out fishing? Can you tell us about a time that you had to deal? Well, not necessarily an asshole, but like, oh, we're a situation where it's like, man, this guy sucks. I, I got a pretty good one. All right. Okay, all right. We'll start with you, and then we'll just go round robin. All right. <laughs> so, Street is one of like that was one of the first places I fished when I moved here in town. Oh, um, like East Side. We'll just call it the East Side. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't say locations yeah, here. Sorry, I forgot. It's about all right. That. <laughs> so there, yeah, there was a very popular location, and I had been in waders and I'm walleye fishing down in the water, you mm-hmm. know, under the bridge. Yeah, we can say that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there was this dude that was up on top, and he was intentionally throwing like huge basslers trying to hook us down there because he was so mad that we were down there fishing where he wanted to fish from the bridge Uh well we got we had gotten there first you know first thing in the morning before anybody else shows up and walleye fishing was great everybody starts seeing me catching walleye down there and they're getting jealous he's sitting there throwing this you know bassler out one waders don't they're they're not cheap you know you're spending two two three hundred dollars on a good pair of waders to stay nice and dry warm and then, not only on top of that, I had just, you know, I, I went and bought a brand new walleye rod. And I was like, you know, a better rod, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to catch more walleye. That was, you know, back then, I wasn't catching a lot, you know, and, and it was a $400 with, between the reel and the rod, it was a $400 Damn. combo. Damn. Yeah. And he had hooked my fishing pole. Mm. The pole? With that, the, yeah, he hit my fishing pole. Like, he was coming within feet of us. And he had hit my fishing pole, and I—you could just see me. I came unglued. I started heading for the bank, and I'm not a—I'm not a violent person. I—I I, I don't like you know fighting or anything. But you try to ruin stuff like that, like my waders or my nice fishing pole. I'm gonna come say something. <laughs> well, come to find out, like later on, I had met him later on duck hunting, and you know just, he does all the same stuff I do, and we brought that up, and I knew exactly who he was. I'm like, you know, that day you were—you were close to getting thrown over the bridge. He's like, no. I was, I was. That's why I was heading for the bank. Oh, I just, I, I just left because I had to go. <laughs> well, well, at least there's like a kind of a, uh, a happy ending to that story. Like, yeah, kind of. Well, I wouldn't say reconcile things with him, but uh, at least he knew. Like, oh, okay, I got it. You know, I, I think. Do you have a lot of? Because um, we we bank fish a lot, and I think I run into a lot of boaters that come right in front especially if you catch something or or i'm next to you and you catch something and then i just (laughs) you know i i would say that's probably my biggest um issue not even with the i've never actually ran into somebody next to me or whatever that was an a-hole or just confrontational or just trying to do mess with you or whatever luckily i haven't ran into those i mean in person but the boaters, for some reason, is, 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 is crazy. It's just that they have the whole lake or the whole <laughs> reservoir or the, the river, whatever the case may be. But for some reason, they come right in front of you. Oh, yeah, especially and they then, see catch fish. Yeah, and I think that's the, only, that's the biggest ish, I guess, in my times of fishing. That's usually when I'm like, because I went off on one guy before. We were out, I was in, I was in, uh, uh, where we normally fish, Kit, and I think so- I think Sean was with the sake fishing with me, and I don't know, man, maybe I just had a chip on my shoulder that day. I don't know if I was there first or they were there first, but they came up to us, and we were crappy fishing. I'm just like, dude, what the f***? You got the whole, 
thing here, and you came right in front. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about right in front. Okay, I'm talking about from here to that camera. Wow. Yeah. I'm just that's like. Close. That's hard to. That's hard to. You, you got know. the whole spot. Well, his. I think his. I go, dude. You got the whole damn lake. Cause I said it really loud. I go, dude. You got the whole. Fu- Come on. Come on. We. we <laughs> you know. And he like. Well, this is where the fish are biting. I go. Like, damn, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I get you know you know, but I was just like, come on, dude, you got you got a boat. We're kind of limited in our spots to where we can technically fish at the moment. I'm just like, oh my god, and, you know, Saki, Sean's a really nice guy. Shout out to Sean. You know, I'm an a hole. Like, come on, dude. You know, I was, well, you know, I was being a little a little aggressive. I think that was the aggressive one. I think the guy in the boat, he's just lazy. He has a boat, like you said. He he could cover the whole lake. But he just knows, okay, this one spot that I know is producing fish. Yeah. He, and he, he doesn't. found the fish for him. And, yeah. and that's my thing. So, I don't know. I mean, it, so that's the thing. Let's just say the boat guy was there first. Yeah. Is, different, that, I, think, I, I, I would say that's a different story. If he was, but I don't remember. If he was, even if he was there first, if I go, let's just go kind of next to him and maybe I go 50 feet down. And then he kind of crawls over to you or whatever. <laughs> it's just like. But like you just said, he's a little bit lazy. There's plenty of other spots that I'm pretty sure fish are biting. You just got to go find him. But you have to he, – he has the access to do it. Yeah. You have to be so lazy that you can't motor over to another spot. But I think that, that, that would be my only issue. But like I said, I'm, luckily I, I haven't had your issue running to a gentleman that uh, – Oh, no, no, no. We already talked about it. Yeah. I'm going to talk about another story. <laughs> so this is what happens when you get a fish lot. You got another. Show. What happened? <laughs> so I was um, I was down at a at a spilling way, and um, I wasn't even really catching fish. But I there's a like a little wall on this spill on this spillway. I maybe caught one fish the whole time, and um, there's these couple couple other dudes. They were they're on the same wall fishing above me. I decided I want to change lures. My bag's like on the rocks behind me. I turn around, <laughs> go switch out my rods, and when I look back, there's a guy, the guy that was like above me, you know, maybe like 10, 15 feet away. He scooches in where I was. I was like, what the F? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were done. <laughs> I've, I've seen that happen in real. Okay, shout out to my other brother in law, uh, Buck Dan. <laughs> so this, is, this happened. To him in in front of me, I saw this happen. So, um, <laughs> he was fishing, probably that same body of water where you're talking about. No, it's different body of water. Oh, was it? Okay, but he was fishing and he snagged. And he, oh no, 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 this is what happened. He actually he 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 caught a fish and it, he was fighting the fish and the fish swam underneath whatever structure or whatever and it got caught right. And he's like, shoot! So you know he snagged. So he had to break it off he turned around he didn't go anywhere he literally like you just said he turned around to retie his stuff and we we were catching here and there so it wasn't like it wasn't on fire but it was catching he literally turned around and somebody i love the amish people don't get me wrong they're amish man i'm not i'm not stereotyping or anything but i'm telling you they literally went right in front of him so he turned around Retied his lure. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was recording back then <laughs> because this was the, it was like to see his face, my brother in law's face, when he done tying. He, like, he was excited. You know, he just, 
had a fish and he lost it, turned back around and somebody was standing right there. <laughs> and you're right. I was just like, I mean, whoa. Well, I don't know what to say. I'm trying to fish over here, but I saw him, and all I could do was laugh. I was like, dude, that's messed up. It's funny until it happens to you. Yes, that's exactly For me, man, I just turn around, okay, I'm going to switch out my stuff, grab my other rod, try something different. This guy just scooches on in. Yes. And then, um, like, I'm not really a confrontational guy, but I just, you know, I was like, I ain't going to try to, like, push him out of my my quote-unquote spot. But I was like... I was just, you know, I was letting, I was letting it be known how I felt. I don't know if he understood me or not. <laughs> Probably not, because he was just kind of like, oh. Oh, it's like they don't think they did anything out of the ordinary. No, like, you know, they, no, because that when that happened to my brother-in-law, <laughs> the gentleman looked at my brother-in-law and smiled. See, but so, that guy, you know, understands English. Yes, <laughs> for one. <laughs> It's, I'm t- hey, I, I hope my brother-in-law listened to it because, yeah, he, he, he would be like, yes, that is my story. I'm sticking to it. He's like, because he's a nice guy. My brother-in-law's a nice guy. And he's just like, what the f***? This, this guy literally just went right in front of him when he turned around and was just tying his stuff. It, it wasn't like he climbed up the rocks and, you know, you know, go get his stuff or anything. He just turned just to tie but. That that'd be that'd be hard not to you know it'd say hard, something. Yeah, and it'd be hard not to a little get a little. I don't know, man. I, I once like I said, I would not say I'm aggressive, but I I, I do have a short fuse here and there. I would have went off. I would have been like, what the, you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, what what are you doing? Because I, I don't get an opportunity to catch fish that much, and then you come and just hustle my spot, and I was here first, and I even hustled the spot. It was like he literally went right in front of him. That's a great. Well, another thing you can do, just scoot right next to them, and just fit, I mean, fish shoulder to shoulder, oh, combat, and, so, and, and then they'll probably get upset. But. Combat, combat fishing, that's what, you know, <laughs> that's what we call it, but that's why I'm like, man, we got to get a boat kit. <sighs> oh, don't even get started on a boat. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, hey, you kayak fish, though, yeah? I, this year, I got into kayak fishing, yeah. I bought a kayak, and I, I wanted to get on the river. I wanted to get, you know, to different bodies of water without having to rely on a motor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a boat. I've had a boat for almost 10 years now, and it's ran maybe three of them. <laughs> it's, it's been a nightmare with that boat. Like, I, I'm to the point where I'd rather almost sell it and then just, and then I know I'm just going to buy another one. Because you know? I'm like, oh, I still, you know, it, it makes sense to have a boat because all the stuff I do. Mm. But if you can't keep a boat running, it doesn't make any sense. So... I mean, I, I guess you're the perfect person to ask then. Okay, so a lot of people, like, we have, a, you know, great kayaks that, you know, that we've had or he has, too. Um, why, what's what's the biggest, I guess, draw to a kayak fishing versus a boat fishing? I mean, the kayak, I, I feel like you have more versatility with the kayak. Like, you can, you're limited by, you know, if you just stick with paddling or pedaling, or you can put a motor on them, but, I mean... You're limited by what you can do with it, as in how far do you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're wanting to cover a lot of water, I see a boat being a, a smart choice. But for the kayak, you can get rivers, ponds, lakes, shallow water. If you want to go through anything you want, if you have six inches of water, you can go through it. Mm-hmm. Like I did that today. I was actually out on a spot trying to duck hunt this morning. And it was an access where there was some water, and then it had a creek that connected to a lake. 
and I was floating through six inches of water to get to the lake. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going where nobody else is going duck hunting. You know, I'm going to see some ducks or something. And it just didn't work out. I didn't see, I didn't see <laughs> not one. But it was still pretty cool to be able to get on the, you know, through the creek, get on the main lake, and then just look at it. And then I realized, oh, wow, that's pretty windy. Because mm. that, that does it does hurt you in the kayak. If you're paddling into the wind, it, you know, the first, what was it? I bought that kayak this spring. The first three times I took it out, it was 25 to 30 mile an hour winds mm. each time. And you guys both kayak. I mean, that's that that's tough. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Highly it recommend straight it. Straight up sucks. Yeah. Sucks. You, if you stop paddling, it'll turn you. And then you have to get yourself situated back to start paddling again. I mean, it's it was... It, it was almost like, man, I really bought this kayak, and I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> yeah, that's um, no, I that, that's the one thing. Listeners, viewers, you're thinking about kayaking, fishing. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like these gentlemen just said, if it's if you see the the weather forecast, it says above 15, 20 miles per hour. Don't do it. Um, it does because you, you like you just said, you have that conversation in your head to yourself. What the hell? This, especially when you're, if you have to go, let's just even half a mile. If you have to go half a mile into the wind, you literally have that conversation inside your head. Oh, yeah. like, this is stupid. Why did I even come out today? Why did I even do this? Well, and you have to plan it out. Like, you have to yeah. pay attention to storms. I mean, there was a video I watched of you, of you on your channel not that long ago. And I just remember yeah. in the background, it the sky was black almost. Yeah. I mean, he's like... I'm going. I'm gonna get out of here because it's coming, and you just see it in the background. It's just dark purple and black. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, that, that could have been crazy. dangerous because it was basically. If you watch the video, um, sunny. I'm catching catfish. Not a care in the world. I was having a blast catching. Yeah, I had. A, I was on a really good catfish bite. Then my buddy, actually the hunting guy, texted me. He's like, hey. Um, you know, it's gonna. Uh, there's a storm heading your way. I'm like, really? And then I looked at my phone. I was like, oh shit! And then I noticed that there was. I looked back. It was. It looked like it was far. Normally, I saw. I saw like this dark wall of clouds, super far away. Okay, maybe it's like an hour away. But I was like, you know, I fished for a little bit. Ten minutes later, then I looked back. I was like, that thing is getting really close. So I started booking it towards the towards the boat ramp. And it it got to me before I got to the boat ramp. I ba- I almost got knocked over my kayak. That's how crazy it was. And I could I barely got out of my, out of my kayak um, because basically it blew me to shore. I I had I couldn't control the kayak. It just blew me to shore. Wow. And then I just hopped out. And luckily there was this older guy and his wife. He they you know they got out and helped me. It was freaking old old guy. You know freaking he got out and helped me pick up my kayak it's not a it's not a light kayak either you know with all my stuff probably at least a hundred and some pounds freaking old guy I was like okay you pick up this end I'll grab this end and I know he was struggling I'm like man bless that guy though big help yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. Big help. no man that's that's the one thing about kayaking is that no especially with kayak fishing just just check the weather oh, but man. no you're right but you didn't even know it was super sunny right yeah, it was super sunny clear yes. It was super calm, and then it basically went from two, three mile per hour winds to thirty, like just a wall, boom. Yeah. How about ice fishing? Have you guys ever been stuck out in a big storm ice fishing? Um, like I'm trying to think right now. I 
we usually, at least I usually just, you know, double check the weather and make sure that I'm not going out into some crazy stuff. I think, though, we we were up in Okaboji uh, at the IGLs once, and it was like, it, it was pretty snowy, pretty bad, but it wasn't, I don't think we've ever been out where it's like, holy crap, we're stuck. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had that issue. Um, I've gone out knowing that it was going to be not the greatest, but I've yeah. never been blindsided like I was in the kayak. Yeah. I had a, a trip once. It was right when I first started ice fishing and just knowledge is key. If you don't know what you're doing, I, take somebody with you that does or, you know, ha- have a good idea. And I went by myself to and it, it said there was a storm coming. Hey, no no name no lake names. <laughs> oh. That's a hard we'll just, one. We'll yeah, just we'll just it out. We'll just <laughs> cut it out. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, your story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I took a pop-up shelter out there for ice fishing and I tied it to trees and I'm like, you know, I'm going to do some good fishing. And nobody else was on the lake. And then next thing you know, I get a call from my mom. Are you still fishing? Like, yeah, well, there's a huge storm coming. Didn't think nothing of it, you know, I kept fishing. Well, all of a sudden I can feel the wind start picking up and lo and behold, come find out 70 mile an hour winds was coming and a blizzard condition. And all I, I I just remember hearing something and I cracked my door in my shelter Mm -hmm. and look across the lake. And all of a sudden you just see a dust cloud of snow coming at you. Yeah. And it was all I could do. I put my back against the shelter against the wind and I just, you know, braced myself and I sat there and finally it was uh, a point in time. uh, What was it? I think my mom called because she didn't hear anything from me. And they had sent the ambulance and, and sheriff out to check on me. Wow. And they actually, they, they were like splashing sirens, you know, trying Just to get me sure. to come to them. And I ended up getting out of the shelter. I'm like, you know, at this point, my shelter, I don't care. <laughs> I got out of my shelter, I made it to the boat ramp, and I sat in their car. And they're like, well, I would recommend not going out there and grabbing your stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait for a bit. <laughs> you um, actually know, I take this back. There is one, no was one time. Mark, if you're here, if you're listening... And my buddy, Magoo, we went on New Year's Eve. The worst experience of ice fishing in my life. It, what you just said exactly happened to us up north. We went to a body of water up north from us. Everybody goes there. It was about 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. Just enough hints, man. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> it's up north. Come on, man. You know, just go up to Minnesota. Shit, man. Oh, it's up that's, north. That's not too we, far from yeah, us. That's where we fish, man. It's up north. This far, like this many minutes from us. <laughs> there's these fish here. Come on, guys. But that's exactly what happened to us. And the thing was, I had a, I had a pop-up. There's three of us, and it broke. Oh. And Because and, uh, it was so windy, it broke the... Uh, um, those uh, Hubs. The bars. Yeah, yeah. the bars. Yeah, so, the hubs. The hub. So this is the crazy thing is that... Because we, we were skunked at the moment when it broke. So do you stay or do you go? Well, we <laughs> stayed in, in a... This is technically a four-man hub, and it's broken on one side. So you can just imagine our backs to China. Like, you know, we're fishing because we want to catch fish because this is New Year's Eve. And we're like, we're out here. We're, we're going to catch something. Granted, we caught shit that day. We didn't catch a single damn thing except a broken hub that I got and broken <laughs> egos. But, no, you're right. It's like um, it was not fun. That was one of those days where I think we call it like the, I think 2016. We, we just call it the 2016 <laughs> trip. Uh, you can ask, ask our buddy, Mark, or uh, you just go ask him, Kit. 
He'll remember. I think I think it was 2016. He'll he'll remember till this day. <laughs> I forgot what what was I doing. I don't know. I don't know. If you were supposed to go with it. You were probably like smart. You're like, no man. Did you not see the weather? <laughs> we, we saw the weather, but we still went. But well, like most of the time, it's like I I check. I try to check the weather, and a lot of times where it's not really too much of a deterrent for me. <laughs> and I don't know. I must have been sick or something that day because usually I'm down to go fishing. Or maybe I was like, eh, I don't want to drive two hours. <laughs> <laughs> three hours, four hours, maybe. Yeah, you never know just, just how far. Two, three hours. <laughs> four hours, maybe. But. What's the coldest you guys have been ice fishing before? Um, wind chill factor involved? or, yeah, or just both. I, let's I say think, both. I think last year was last probably year, minus 40. Minus yellow, 40. Yellow bass tournament. Yeah. It sucked. Oh, man. By, uh, that you weekend. Guys, it, it, I can't believe what you guys did. It was though. the coldest weekend of the whole winter. <laughs> yeah, we had a, there was a, a ice fishing tournament that we did. Coldest I've ever ice fished. And I've been ice fishing for six, seven years. So not terribly long. But, man, like normally for me, I like being outside running and gunning. Yeah. Or I'll be in a tent in my shorts because I got the heat on, <laughs> like super comfortable. That day, I didn't want to. I did not want to move. Like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> it's, it was, it's tough. It was miserable. Like like, well, because it was the wind chill. It was more because the the temperature was probably like minus fifteen to minus twenty, but the wind chill made it minus forty. So we were like, oh fudge. <laughs> like, 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 you just, like, like he was saying, like, man, it was just miserable. Like, we're not going outside, man. Our, hand, our it, it was just miserable. Like, it just wasn't fun. And it got to the point, like we were saying, because we had another trip the following weekend. We're like, the following weekend, we went to the, uh, we went to the IGLs, and we're just like, we just drank and have a good time. We didn't really even ice fish because we're like, we're over it. At that yeah, point. I was like, <laughs> it, it was so bad. I was like, all right. We got one more trip in, and I'm wrapping it up. So speaking of that, I'm like, damn it, still can't find my auger. So I think we did the last episode. I was like, all right, so this is the thing. Fishing kit ha- found my heater, so I saved a little bit of money on that. I can't find my auger, dude. Yeah, oh, wow. Know, dude. Well, a hand auger? No, it, well, it's uh, the attachment is a laser. Um, something, I don't know, man. So this is the thing. I can't find my damn auger, so I'm going to have to get a new auger. Now wow. the, yeah, the boss lady's like, yeah. Don't so you I have enough right? fishing gear? Exactly. <laughs> and then I bought, I bought more stuff this year, and then she's just like, "Why? Why you need an auger?" So what are you, what are you looking at getting if you had to get an auger right now? Um, probably either the 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 nils, or I'm looking at the light one that you have, light flight, light flight, or I might just get um, what's that other one that they have that's really super pistol bit? Cool. Yeah, a pistol bit, a pistol bit. Yeah, boo, boo on the K drill. <laughs> the K, the K drill. I was looking at that a little bit, but it's um, I don't know. I I've used that a couple of times. I, I I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me. Okay, so this is the thing. Ice fishing is almost coming up. What kind of auger? So that obviously you guys need that. Anybody's oh, getting yeah. into ice fishing, that's the first thing you're gonna need. You need to be able to cut the, a hole into the ice. So what auger should I get if I had to get a replacement? Do you guys recommend? Uh, you go first, Trevor. I mean, I've had quite a few different ones. The only thing I haven't experienced yet is electric, like the ions or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. But um, I started with, you know, multiple gas augers. They work great, but having to mix gas, all that kind of sucks. Yeah. It really does. Um, I end up getting into a Jiffy propane auger. Now, that thing's a beast. Hmm. It will cut. I can cut a football field of holes 
Like I'll go and I'll make like a, a whole graph of an area of 200 yards or more, mm-hmm. and then chase the fish around. Um, I love the auger. It's worked great for me for seven years now. Which, you know, when you're spending four hundred dollars or so on an auger and you get that many years out and still going, that's, that's a true. good investment. Um, recently, though, I was wanting to uh, lighten up a little bit because I got a bigger shelter. You know, I take my son, my stepdad out a lot, um, a lot of weight. So I, I end up going with K drill. Oh shit! Damn. <laughs> I was over here knocking on the K drill. Well, and it, well, here's the hardest part, though, is you're in the middle of winter, and what, what ended, up, ended up happening was I had a crack in my propane hose on my auger. Okay. So I was like, all right, can't get the hose in. I ordered it. It's going to come in two weeks. All right, well, in the middle of ice fishing season, if you, if, if you, if you do any of this kind of stuff, you go to the store, and you look at the shelves, usually yeah. it's bare. Yeah, Especially gone. lately. Yeah, yeah. everything's and gone. And the only thing they had left was a six-inch K-drill, and I'm like, six inches kind of small. And uh, so I ended up getting that, and that saved us our trip because we were doing an hour-long trip and on a private lake, and we're going to be down there all weekend. I'm like, man, if I don't have an auger, I have a spud bar. Mm. But that's – I don't know, I don't know if you've ever worse. tried that. That's terrible. You know, that's, that's if you have to. So, I mean, it, it saved the trip, but – I mean, I, I would be interested in, I mean, there's a lot of different options. The Nils, hands down, is that is a smooth auger. See, that's that's what I keep, I mean, I, I've used my brother-in-law's Nils, and I love it. It's it's nice, but oh, the yeah. only thing is you got to make sure, because if you put it on your drill, you got to put it right where the notch is. Yep. If you don't, it gets slip and it drops in. And I almost did that. Too. I think, no, I, I did do it too, my brother-in-law's, and <laughs> luckily stopped. Oh man! Because yeah, this is the thing. So if you get a Nils, is a is a Nils ice auger. If you don't put it in the right notch on the drill, it will slip down and it will drop to the ground. There's no floating device like uh, uh, a K drill has. It just drops and almost dropped his, and it it did drop. It well, just luckily. Well, K, well, the Nils is like a freaking what is it, like steel or I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, metal. It's a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I heard it's one of the sharpest. And longest lasting uh, edges on a on an auger, like the K drill. I mean, you know, I, I I was talking shit about the K drill, but um, <laughs> they were like one of the first composite drills out there, and now everybody has one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it Ion has a composite, Strike Master, mm-hmm. yep. uh, Eskimo. I don't know if Clam does. No, Clam just does the plate. I haven't seen them do any. They have an act. They have, have an auger, auger though. Do they really? I haven't like even looked at it. Freaking old school hand oh. auger. Okay, because I haven't even. But yeah, as, uh, not Eskimo. Um, K drill was like one, of, basically the first composite uh, drill or auger out there, and now everybody pre- basically has one. Yeah. But the thing about the K drill is, uh, you get, I think, do you get like free sharpening on the blades? Because like the yeah. it's like a. It's not blades, really. Like, what it's a serrated tooth. Yeah, but it's like, like the um, like the whole bottom of the auger, right? Yep. You would send that whole thing in, and they sharpen it for you. Yep. So, but it's like a lifetime or something that they do it. Or? Yeah, for sharpening, I believe. And then I think See, you have like a two to three year warranty on it if anything breaks. Yeah. So that's the cool part about the K drill. And it, I guess, the K drill you can reopen old holes. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's it, the. That's it basically the, has like a chipper blade on yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And. That's the biggest draw to the K-drill hole because if there's existing holes from the day or two days or a week before, you can 
technically redrill that hole with that. Yeah. So yeah, without hurting your blades. Yeah. It it has its merits. I yeah. you know I can't deny that. <laughs> That's how that that propane auger is. It has a, a chipper blade on it too. Granted, it's only got one blade on it, but for a ten inch auger, I, you can go through some holes pretty quick. Damn, ten inch. Yeah. And a, and one pound, it runs off those little one pound propane tanks. Mm-hmm. I can go a whole season on it, and I'm telling you, like, there's. There's a body of water that you chase, you know, a lot of yellow bass on it. I don't know if you ever – I've had good success with – I laid, like I said, I'll do a football field of holes hmm. every 10 feet, and I'll just drill a whole bunch of holes, and you can follow them all through and follow the school doing that. And people will be out there watching me. I'm sitting here running down holes, and, I mean, I just don't stop for, like, 20 minutes, and they're like, man, what is he doing? You're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm aerating the lake. How many holes are you doing? <laughs> But, you know, I've done that, and I've caught a lot of fish with that, that with that you know, technique. I get that, it. That's smart, though. Just drill ahead of time. Yeah. And then once everything settles, yep. that's, and then, when, that's when you start catching true. fish. When you catch the fish, like, if you leave them next to that hole, and you're moving around, and you know, okay, I've, it usually works really well. You come back to that hole later, and you can, hmm. they usually, like, they stick to certain structures. Hmm. And you can just keep on them. And it works really well. I do it with crappie too. Like you can find if you find the school of crappie, you'll follow them. I mean, hmm. yeah, I don't have a live scope. I wish I did, but you know, money wise, you can't on some people. <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, I, I'm with you, Trevor. I, mean, I ain't rich, you know. Like, live scope, we, we, we live oh, high man. class. We, we, you know, only people who own live scopes, high class fishermen. You know, <laughs> just saying. But you know, the, there's the, a few scrubs out there that own live scope. <laughs> I, I, I've watched a lot of videos on it, and it is neat though that you can be able to follow that school of fish a hundred yards away from you, yeah. and be able to target them like that. And I, I thought that was really neat to be able to use it. Like it would be a, a game changer, it really would, yeah. if it wasn't so expensive. What? So you, you tell me. You love your auger that you you purchased for last year, the Light Flight. Yeah. Oh man, that thing's freaking sexy. Okay. I was thinking about that too. I was thinking of a, a, a possibly. Um, well, obviously, I can't find my auger. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I've asked all my buddies. Like, I have no idea. I don't even know how the hell you lose an auger. I didn't leave it behind because I I have the plate, the clam plate. So I took it apart. I don't know where the hell I put the auger. Yeah. Funny part is, you go buy the a new auger. You're I'm gonna find, find it. it. Yeah. I, I guarantee never fails. Gonna, or somebody's gonna be like, oh yeah, I, I got it, dude. <laughs> Mother. Yeah. See. Well, like I, I, I upgraded to the uh, eight-inch light flight last last winter, mm-hmm. and before I was like, man, I, do I need an eight-inch? Like, is that necessary? But with the live scope, if you want to use the transducer and fish out, fish out of it, you need an eight-inch. Mm. Six-inch, the transducer basically you're kind of like rubbing. Oh wow! Like you're rubbing on the edges down the hole. Let alone fishing out of it, and then, but man, that thing freaking is smooth. Is it? Yeah. Cause I was looking into that. So I mean, but like I said, um, if money's an issue for any listeners or, or, or watchers who's getting into ice fishing, just go get an auger. You can get a hand auger and get a decent workout. If you want. I mean, if a Keep hand auger, if, yeah. If you're gonna get a hand auger, I would recommend get the laser. They're oh, fast. Yeah. Six-inch laser, one from Strike Masters. I mean, it's probably under $100, I yep. think, right? Just about. Yeah. Uh, I would say just get a six-inch Mora, honestly. Well, it's cheaper. The blades are cheaper. Agreed, but it depends um, how where they're fishing. Because if the ice can get to, let's just say, 20 inches <laughs> or plus, 
Well, we're in Iowa. We yeah. You rarely have that problem. That's that's true. So, but if you're in a spot that yeah, if you're in a spot that has a you know some thick ice, then more yes, it can work. But you're probably not going to hand auger that many holes throughout the day. I feel sorry for the person that does. Well, I, <laughs> uh, well, I don't think it matters which auger you have. Then, if you're going to hand auger through 30 inches of ice, true. whether you have a mora or a laser or a nils, that's a lot of ice to go through. Yeah, that is a lot of ice. ice. Just, but now with the options, I mean, how many households have a power drill? And they're making it now these days where yeah. almost any hand auger, there's people turn them in on a power drill. Very yeah. true. You know, and, and it works. I mean, it used to be a point in time where it didn't work. Now it works. I mean, the only thing that you really, like, I've seen a lot of people do, like, a Frisbee or a five-gallon bucket lid, mm-hmm. and they'll attach that to the top of the auger. That way, if it comes out the drill chuck, it gets caught in the hole. It doesn't go down. Yeah. And then most of those... uh those new augers, they all come with like a frisbee type of thing, anyways. Yeah. Like the pistol bit, light flight. Yeah, nils. How come you guys don't do that? Well, I almost nils. lost my brother-in-law's freaking <laughs> auger. Well, nils, they're they're still making like a metal, yeah. whatever auger, kind of like your moras and your lasers. But with that offset handle on that nils, that's one thing that you don't see on a lot of any any other auger. Very true. And. I've heard that it, I've never gotten to use one personally, but I've watched it and oh man, it just it's smooth. Yeah. Nope, I agree. But that is uh, something. Uh, yeah, as an ice fisherman, I'm gonna have to reinvest in if I can't find <laughs> mine. You know, so be it, man. Could see if uh, who, who was it? Derek Wilkins. He had a uh, ion for sale for a while last this year. Yeah, I kind of splurge. I got it. I got. I got to be a little <laughs> budget wise friendly. Yeah. He got the half step towards the live scope. Yeah, I went half step on that one. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get the live scope. Like I said, I think previous podcasts we were talking, we, I got the uh, um, the Panoptics. Uh, couldn't do, couldn't, couldn't afford, well, I wouldn't say I couldn't afford it. I couldn't justify it to the to the boss of getting a live scope. <laughs> Not yet. So It's okay. It's, well, we, we hopped on my buddy's boat, and he had live, or not live scope. He had Panoptics. It did its job, you know. There you go. I think it's got different applications. I mean, I've watched a lot of videos on it. And I feel like if you're set up on top of an area of targeting fish, I feel like a pan optics would work a lot better than a live scope. But then again, live scope can do either or, right? Yeah. I mean, I still I haven't gotten to use one. I want to. I just research as much as I can because I am interested. In it. I just last year I, or I decided to uh, since I'm getting into the filming. Mm-hmm. I like having the GoPros and I can watch all the you know the action in the hut or where I'm fishing, but underwater I don't have anything. And I had an underwater camera, but to be able to make a regular underwater camera work, you had to have all these extra wires and batteries and a recording mode and a capture device. And I was like, you know, do I really want to do that? So I ended up looking it up and I ended up buying a um, Markham LX9. Hmm. And it has all you have to do push one button and you have a memory card in it and it records it automatically. Now, if I if my backup fish finder, I have a Vexlar. If it ever goes out, I can use the LX9 as a fish finder and a camera. But at the moment, I use it just as a camera and I can record video under under the water of when I'm fishing. Yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. It's expensive. I don't know. I uh, yeah, it was. I had uh, the uh, Markham Quest. Yeah, you did. Just a standalone camera. Uh, I sold it so I could get the live scope, but now that that underwater footage is nothing beats it. Yeah, nothing it's it's crazy. Underwater footage. <laughs> I was up at uh, a lake that was up north, and I just remember 
you're just and we're watching the screen and I, I all of a sudden you see a mouth come into the view and I'm like hitting that button I couldn't hit that button fast enough and I swear it had to be a 40 inch muskie coming through the hole like it was just rolling right through I'm in six feet of water and that muskie just comes right on through I mean just being able to see that and knowing it's down there like if you have just a, a regular fish finder or vex oh there's a big red blob do it oh, now it's gone no idea what it was could have been could have been a muskrat going through. You never know, you know. Very but true. with a camera, oh man, it's it's a whole you know, whole different ball game. Be able to see it, and if you have kids, mm-hmm. oh man, it, it will keep them occupied all day. Yep, it will keep me occupied all day. <laughs> I love seeing that stuff. Very true. When I had it, I was like, man, this is so dang cool. I think when we took his kids out, I was more engaged with the. With the freaking underwater you camera were. than they were. You were, like, dude. Man. Here comes the shad, man. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> the kids went outside to play in the ice and snow, and me and Kim were like, "Oh, that is pretty cool." We're just like watching the screen. <laughs> so now, like, I want to go back to an underwater camera. I won't replace the live scope, but I want, <laughs> I want to have one in tandem, just for the underwater footage, because, yeah. like I said, nothing beats the See? underwater footage. Nothing Agreed. beats it. Pretty pretty darn cool, man. <laughs> um, man, dude, we've been uh, we've been talking for quite some time. This is over, awesome, man. Over Had, an hour, I yeah, think. over an hour. So thank you so much, Trevor, for uh, coming and joining us. Man, Kit, you got anything else for him? Uh, if our audience wants to, you know, get a hold of you, find you on your social medias, you know, what what's all that stuff? Uh, it's Trevor Randall's Outdoors Iowa, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and I haven't really tried to get in anything else for social media platforms. It's, it's. I, I try to keep up with what I have. I mean, right. It, there's so much out there. Yeah. I tried the TikTok thing for a while. Uh, I'll probably go back to it if you know once everything slows down and stuff. But other than that, for me, it's just YouTube and Facebook. Just do what you can do, and enjoy it. And this is awesome, man. Having you here, you know, having couple beers i'm gonna go grab one more before we head out home when i'm cleaning up but no this is so cool though just to have you guys like i said you know fishing kit myself we really love pushing and just getting the word out in regards to local whether it's youtube guys or just fishing guys and stuff so it's kind of cool to have you on here talk a little bit of fishing but really you know you educate us a little bit more about just being outdoors hunting all that stuff helps us help me learn get a little bit better but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put all your links in the, the show notes and everything. But, man, other than that, thank you so much, man, Trevor. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you guys having me on. And we yeah. got to get on the ice. We got to get on the ice together this year. I, I we'll want record. to. I didn't make it last year. I knew you guys yeah. were out, and then yeah. I just didn't get out. But You can I mean, show me some of those perch spots. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> just record it and just not tell you guys where we're at. Secret, so. secret lake. Till next time, guys. All right. <coughs> See you. <ya. laughs>